Hi guys, it's Real Talk with Tracy. It's been a little while since I've done my last podcast. I've been busy building my YouTube channel, which is the same name. Hi guys, Real Talk with Tracy. Um, I have a lot of comedy on there. I have like a lot of animal videos on there. I am eventually going to jump in front of the screen. Ugh. It's so much easier to not, though. <laughs> it's like, then you have to look at everything and go, this is sagging, that is sagging, oh boy. But anyway, for right now, I'm just doing another podcast because my heart is really heavy today. And I, I just, I don't know what to make of it, you guys. I've had so many friends who have died from cancer. And I have so many friends right now that have cancer currently. And one of my very best friends has Alzheimer's. Um, and these are people that they're, they're in their 50s and 60s. They're not like, you know, I mean, actually one of my friends with cancer, she's in her 20s. I just don't understand it. I have a strong belief in God and at the same time, my heart feels broken when there's nothing I can do when I watch my friends go through this. Like I watched my uncle Steven when he had when he had brain cancer and what he went through. And I remember asking him, I do a podcast about him. I miss him so much. I remember asking him, like, what else can I do? What can I do for you? And he's like, you could just be here. It's like, that's the most important thing is that you're there for me. But you feel so helpless and you want to be able to do something to make these people's lives better. My last friend that passed, I used to work with years ago, and she was such a smart lady. She was funny. She was smart. She was well-spoken. We would get into these incredible conversations over the phone. And I just absolutely adored her. And I met her about 35 years ago. And I'll just say her first name. Her first name was Joanne. And she was just a wonderful person. She would call me the day before my birthday every year. And she'd be like, okay. I'm going to be the first one to wish you a happy birthday. And so I would do the same thing. I would call her the day before her birthday. I'm going to be the first one to wish you a happy birthday. And she lived in Ohio. She didn't live out by me. I'm in California. But um, we just, we worked together for years. And then when I wasn't working um, at L'Oreal anymore, we maintained our friendship over the phone. And then... When she got cancer, I found out, I found that we were talking a lot more. Um, it's very hard for some people to handle other people's cancer sometimes because a lot of people just want to turn away from it. They're, I don't know if they think they're going to catch it or they're just at a loss for what to say, but I wanted to be there. And to be able to listen to whatever she wanted to talk about. And there was times that she would just be like, 
I have to thank you. And I'm like, no, you you don't have to thank me. And she goes, no, I, I just, it means so much to me that you're listening to what I'm going through. I really need to share this. Other people, like a friend I had many, 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 many years ago, Beth, she had cancer. She didn't want to share it. She didn't want to talk about it. She didn't want it brought up. She didn't want it. Nothing. We would not talk about it. She just ignored it as far as like sharing or feeling the need to talk about it. So whatever your friend is going through that has an illness, I think it's important to let them lead the conversation and not pry too much, but be there if they need to vent about what they're going through. Because a lot of people are just not there for them. Uh, When my uncle had brain cancer and he had a diagnosis, uh, it was not operable. And he was terminal. um, And he was really close to a lot of other nieces and nephews. Um, He would ask me, like, where are they? Like, why why aren't they coming to see me? And I'd be like, oh, Uncle Stephen, I don't know. And he'd be like, I was there for them so much in their life growing up. And I've taken them on trips and, you know, I love them. And, you know, he's Uncle Stephen was starting to look really bad because he was losing all this weight and he was looking like a sick person, which he was. And he would just always ask me, Tracy, where are they? Why aren't they calling me? Why aren't they coming to see me? Why? I don't understand why they're not here for me. And that was one of the most gut-wrenching things to me. To have to see other people turn people away because of their illness. So, even now I'm I'm blessed. You know, one of my closest friends, she has Alzheimer's. And sometimes she talks about things that are kind of out there, and I just go along with it. I mean, why not? I mean, every time I talk to her, she's happy to talk to me. She knows who I am. She gets all excited. I try to make her laugh. We talk about old stories from when we used to work together. And it just makes me feel really good, and I think it makes her feel really good. And even though sometimes she says things that, frankly, don't make sense, Or I have to repeat myself four and five times the same thing over and over and over. I just don't even care. I'm just glad that she's still on this earth. I am glad I get to hear her voice. I love her so much, like a sister. And so I'm thankful when she can come to the phone and talk, I'm thankful that she just still knows who I am. I'm so thankful. So my other friend um, that I told you about, my friend Joanne, I had said, you know, what can I do for you um, before she passed? And I'm sharing this with you not because I did something for her and I want to go, oh, look at me, I did something for someone. I am sharing this with you because I thought it was something really nice and it's something that you could also do for somebody And I kind of want to pass the idea on. But she had said to me, I never got to see Hawaii. 
and I always wanted to see Hawaii and I just, the doctors told me there's nothing more they can do and I, I just feel terrible like I'm not going to be able to do that. And she had traveled a lot with her job and she had had a bunch of kids and grandkids, really lived a great life and she was older, but she never got to see Hawaii, which broke my heart because I've been there a few times. I got, that was where my husband and I honeymooned. I I love Hawaii, especially the outer islands. So I decided (laughs) to do something kind of fun for her. And I decided to bring Hawaii into her apartment in Ohio. So I got on Amazon.com and I started with, okay, Hawaiian flowers. Well, they were really, really expensive and they would have taken a while to get there and they wouldn't have lasted. And I thought, you know, I wonder if I can get the Hawaiian flowers, but like in silk, but so they still look like the Hawaiian flowers. So I found these really great looking silk Hawaiian flowers that look really like Hawaiian flowers. I got her a bunch of those and then I got her some perfume, scent flower perfume, sent directly from Hawaii with a bunch of like chocolate macadamia nuts and candies that were all made in Hawaii. And then I got her a videotape of all of the best beaches with music in the background of Hawaii. And what was really cool, I thought it was all gonna come on the same day. But when Amazon came back to me, they said the orders are gonna be shipped individually, which in a way, that's kind of more exciting. So I said to her, listen, If somebody knocks on your door, I want you to know that I'm sending you something. And she's like, what did you do? What did you? I could hear her voice in my head still. She died a couple months ago, but I still hear her voice. What did you do? What did you do? And she would get these things every couple days. And a couple weeks later, she would pass. And... I just, I was so happy for such a little amount of money. I mean, it's really, um, it was really not expensive. I mean, I wish I could have just whisked her off and taken her to Hawaii, but she was so ill by this point that I just thought, let me just do something fun. And she had called me and said her and her daughter were eating these macadamia nuts and it was like really decadent and she couldn't even believe that I did this. And I tell you about real life experiences because I want to give you guys some ideas of maybe some things that you could also do with your friends or family, little small gestures that will be a great memory that will fill up that person's heart. So you can just help them through this daily process of going through this. So that's why I'm sharing it. Um, and then I was very fortunate because on the night she passed, I had called 
and her daughter put her on the phone and she said the whole family's here and I said look I don't I don't want to take time away from you guys and she said no 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 I think she would want to talk to you and you guys I said are you sure she said yeah I know who you are um I want you to talk to her if she wants to talk to you and she just kept saying hi hi and then she just said I love you and I said to her I love you so much and I think of you every day and you'll be in my heart and prayers every day and then her daughter took back the phone and then we hung up the phone and that night she what I would like to think as transitioned because I do believe that we go on I think that our bodies are kind of like a car. Um, I was going to say, yeah, I wish mine was a Ferrari, but it's more, it's more like, I don't know, like a Toyota maybe. Um, I do believe we go on. I do. I, I am a Jewish girl, Jewish woman who grew up with no religion. And I do believe in Jesus Christ. And I also have a lot of respect for other people's religions as well. But I do believe that we go on. I believe that the spirit leaves and that the body is a shell and we go on. Um, I don't know exactly what heaven's going to be like. I don't know if we're going to be able to come back and visit. Um, but I can tell you after finding out that my mother, who I hadn't seen in over 20 years, my biological mother, after she had died, and oh gosh, it's like even hard to breathe talking about this. I do a podcast on this. Um, I had a very unusual upbringing, and there was a lot of, there was happiness, but then after the age of 10, there was a lot of sadness and pain, and there it was, it was very traumatic, everything I went through, and anyway, um, I hadn't talked to my aunt that raised me for about 37, 38 years and her sister, who was my biological mother, I hadn't seen for like 25 years, about 25 years. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway, come to find out they both had no connection to each other at all. They were 12 years apart and the windup was in 2020 in October uh, during the whole COVID, you know, our first year of like the COVID lockdown, they both died the same week, which is really weird and strange and unusual. And um, I do a whole podcast on how I found this out and everything. So I wound up getting my biological mother's ashes, which I'm grateful and I got a beautiful urn, which is right here. Actually, as I'm talking to you, I'm touching it. And I'm hoping that she could look down and see that she's here. And I made kind of like almost a little altar kind of as um, just to honor her life. And I had no idea that she was so ill. But um, I, I do believe that we transition. 
because after I met with her pastor and got her ashes, there was a little bird that came to my backyard and it wasn't like one of the usual birds that I've seen. It was different looking and it was on this little gating that we have up so the dogs can't get from uh, the concrete around our house to the, to the lawn without us opening the gate because if we didn't have the gating, they would be ripping up the lawn. So there's this little gating and it's about, I don't know, to the height of my like waist or hip. And I'm sitting out there and this bird's there. And I, I'm reading my biological mother's journal and I'm crying and I'm grieving and I'm feeling terrible. And I didn't know all these things that she was going through and I'm having... You know, even though she didn't raise me and wasn't there for me, I'm still having a lot of guilt. I'm, I'm going through all these feelings. And I said to this bird, you know, can you please give me a sign? And this bird winds up jumping down in front of my feet and looks up at me. And it was the weirdest thing. It was so, it was like that moment, that clarity where I just really felt she saw me. Now, was she looking down from heaven or was she inside the bird? I don't know. But I really felt it was a sign like from heaven. You know, and I kept hearing, and I don't want to say it was an audible voice, but I kept hearing a thought. A thought kept going in my head. And, my, and the thought in my head kept saying to me, like in her voice, right? It's real. It's really real. It's really real. It's really real. So I really hope that one day I'll see her again and that I'll see all of my friends. I had so many good friends that have passed. Um, I wish I could go and do this for an hour, but I don't want to bore you guys. But I had some really, really great friends who were so there for me in my life and made such a huge difference in my life and they've all passed um you know one of my friends said oh, i don't know if i want to be friends with you all your friends seem to get sick and that's not it i i just think that i've known a lot of people and i think because i've known a lot of people um especially when i was working at l'oreal um you know i met i met so many people um, people we sold to, other people I worked with, people that were in the company. But there's been some really wonderful people that have died and transitioned, and my heart aches. There's times that I'll think of people like Jimmy, who was, um, I forget what his title was. He was way, 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 way up in the company. He ran everything in New York, all the testing facilities. He was like the vice president of, sorry, Jimmy, I can't remember the exact title, but I wound up winning all these company trips and we wound up going to Europe on the same trip so many times together. And then I wound up introducing him to my husband because uh, I wanted him to know my husband because I used to call him, not at work, but aside from work, I used to call him Uncle Jimmy. This man was so good to me. He was so supportive of me. He was so emotionally 
there for me and he built me up and every time I'd see him, he would say the most wonderful things to me, about me. He was always in my corner for me. He was so different than my father. He was like the father I always wish I had. And I'm a better person that I knew him. And I, the last time he came down from New York to Los Angeles, he wanted to get together for lunch. And I think I had a migraine, which I get those often. And whatever it was, I'm like, oh, I'd love to see you, but look, let's do it next time. Okay, which was a huge mistake because he passed away and there was no next time. And so there's times I think about him and something will happen in my life and I wish I could just call him and talk to him. And, you know, same thing with my uncle Stephen. Um, same thing with friends I've had, you know, I want to pick up the phone and I want to call them and I can't, you guys, they're just gone. So I just, I don't even know where I'm going with this. I just wanted to express to you kind of what I'm going through because I find that a lot of you are going through the same similar things. It's good to feel less alone in all this. This is the human experience, and sometimes it's really hard, and that's why I started my podcast. Yes, I make a few cents off my podcast, like pennies. That's not the reason I've done it. I've done it because I'm very dyslexic, even though I'm highly IQ'd. I can't spell to save my life. Um, and my grammar is really poor and I've always wanted to write a book and it would just be so painful and hard for me because my dyslexia is so bad. So to be able to do these podcasts, it's very cathartic for me and I've gotten a lot of really great feedback from those of you who I've reached out to on Facebook because I'll see somebody and they're just like, I can't stop smoking. Okay, well, I stopped smoking successfully, and I have a tutorial on YouTube, and I, which is kind of like a comedy-slash-reality tutorial. It's like five lessons. Um, but I also do a, a podcast on quit smoking. I do a podcast on the deals I get from Shop Goodwill, on my narcissistic parents, on funny trips we've taken. I do podcast on a lot of different things, and I am now in over... 30 countries. I think I'm on eight or nine or maybe 10 channels and I've gotten over a thousand downloads on Anchor. So um, I just, I like to be able to share my thoughts. I like to be real. I like to keep it real. Um, I just wanted to say if you're going through this with your friends or with your parent or with your sibling or with a child, I I feel you. I, 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 I feel the weight of the, the, the pain of it all. But I want to say for us to take care of others, we have to take care of ourselves. And that means you have to get up. You have to get out of bed. You have to go for a walk. You have to drink the water. You have to eat the good food. And you have to take care of your own mental health first. 
so you can help others. So anyway, you guys, please also check out and subscribe to my YouTube channel. I would really appreciate it. And feel free to share my podcast with your family and friends and coworkers. Thank you for joining me for this 24 minute and 15 second podcast. This is Hi Guys, Real Talk with Tracy. You guys stay healthy, stay safe. Bye-bye.